evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today we watched Cliffhanger. Um, it was a movie by, uh, well, starring Sylvester Stallone from yep. the early 90s. I think, what, 92? 93. 93. Um, so let's get started. This. Oh, go ahead. Yes, uh, so if I recall, this is your first viewing of the film. Yes, that's actually exactly what I was going to say. This was my first time ever watching this and uh, I, I had watched it when I was a wee lad of nine. Oh, okay so uh, yeah it, it was uh, it for what it was like the the stun work well let, let's get yeah. into it let's get into did, it did you well before we start did you like it better now or when you were nine uh, when I was nine oh. it, it, it see like the uh, like I, this, this uh, film gained a few crow's feet in the uh, <laughs> intervening years all right so um, Go ahead and tell the people listening at home just a very quick, brief overview about what this movie was. Well, Bell. So uh, Sylvester Stallone is a uh, kind of a search and rescue guy in a in the mountains. I think it was the Colorado, yeah, the Rockies. Uh, just uh, like for climbers who go up and uh, and get lost or get stuck. And uh, in the opening of the movie is you know he's you know doing like this this ridiculous overhang climb and uh, he's saving i forget his name but he's yondu yeah yondu michael rooker yeah michael rooker and uh you know he say like he hurt his knee and uh, him and his wife were up in the in the mountains and uh they got stuck mm -hmm. so uh stallone's on his way he's climbing up and uh stallone's wife and uh i don't know who the old guy was he's we'll, just another rescue we'll, worker we'll, we'll say he's andy griffith yeah okay and uh and, and you know they're flying up to rescue him, so uh, the they they get a line over, and Michael Rooker kind of uh, scoots across on a zip line, and it's his wife's turn. Uh, Stallone hooks her up, <gasps> excuse me, and uh, and she starts uh, shimmying across, but her belt's made of shit, and. Uh, and it breaks, and Stallone starts climbing across to get her, and it doesn't work. She falls to her death. Oh, yeah. Um, spoiler Spoilers. alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she plunges off, like, four or 5,000 feet to what we can only assume is a is a death. Yeah. Uh, I don't a... think she survived, but stranger things have happened. Like, uh... Like, she comes back in Cliffhanger 2, The Revenge. Yeah, she's got, like, some metal parts. She's got a pig yeah. leg, but, um... But anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, it, then Smash cuts to uh, you know eight months later, and Stallone's on his way back. He he, I guess he took a job in. Uh, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, he he took a job in North Dakota because uh, he didn't want to have to deal with Yondu. There's no more. There's no more. Uh, there's no mountains up there, so he's yeah. like, yeah, this, this is fun. There's not a cliff anywhere. Yep, and um, so. Uh, so he comes back at just, I guess, like... Uh, well, hold hold okay, on, hold on. Uh, on the way, he meets what I can only describe two Generation X face people. Like, what... Uh, yeah, they were, like, like, two Finnish or Swedish... Uh, no, they were. They were American. Oh, well, the guy had a, the Finnish flag on his... Uh, oh, did he? ...parachute. I, I didn't According even to the trivia. <laughs> but, um... But they, they were... They were a stereotype of what Generation X was at the time in the 90s. It was almost like uh, they were more Generation X than the guys from Biodome. Which says something. So, anyway. Uh, so, uh, you know, he meets his wife, and uh, you know, they have an argument, 
uh, because uh, he left and didn't come back, and now he's back and wants her to leave, and yeah. ju just marital marital problems. Of course, and um, at the same time, uh, there's a a crazy aerial um, like money grab, like a money heist yeah. on this plane that's transporting money, and a very very small sum, mind you, for. Uh, something like this. It was a hundred million dollars, and they basically try- these terrorists try to steal- and well, I can't say terrorists, these thieves- yeah. try to steal this money, and unfortunately the money slips out and lands in the same mountains that uh, Stallone used to work at. So they, uh, they- the- the bad guys, they crash their plane and then call search and rescue, hoping to hijack a helicopter, but just got Stallone and Yondu mm -hmm. uh, instead, and uh, yeah, proceed to go on a- on a hike to find, uh... Find all this money. Yeah. Now, um, this is basically the meat of the, of the movie is, um, Stallone trying to kind of, I guess, outwit these, uh, five or six terror- or, again, again thieves, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> um, while, you know, they have, uh, Yondu basically captive, um, trying, you know, Yondu's helping them find the money in exchange for, you know, continuing to live. Yeah. And so it's basically die hard on a mountain, kind of. Yeah. Uh, in in uh, exchange for, uh, uh, what's his name, as uh, Hans Gruber. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know who you mean. Hans uh, Gruber. Yeah. Instead of uh, Alan, Rickman. Alan Rickman for Hans Gruber, we get uh, oh. John Lithgow. Yes. This is actually and, a pretty star-studded movie in yeah. some respects. And, like, I like John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. But... John Lithgow's character was not at all threatening. Now, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the, the bad guy character that was John Lithgow. Um, I, I, this is going to be a very strange and obscure reference, but right. first of all, the bad guys in this movie were just dolts. They, they were incompetent. Yeah, and it's uh, part of the reason why I guess Die Hard was a lot more fun than this movie is because the 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 terrorists oh, I'm sorry the thieves in Die Hard no they were terrorists in Die Hard who Which said I, we were terrorists <laughs> that's what that's what uh, well, that's true um, yeah so anyway uh, the bad guys in Die Hard were competent you know they they had a plan and they they executed it with a pretty uh, pretty yeah. efficient way and and there was a a mutual respect between uh, John McClane and Hans Gruber at you know, it, it was a chess match. Yeah, this movie, like, the bad guys aren't as threatening, they're not competent, and it actually makes the hero less, you know, uh, less of a challenge for the hero to overcome yeah. if the bad guys are basically shooting themselves in the feet the entire time. Like, Yondu is undermining them at every corner. And they don't do anything about it, they're like, ah, we need them. Like, like he'll, he'll undermine them, and then they'll just kind of like, leave him alone in the background to do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, like, it's crazy to think that he gets away with half the stuff that he gets away with. And they have a tracking device. Yeah, like, They have they a tracking device to find the things. They don't need any of these guys, but anyway, we're, I'm getting a little yeah. ahead of myself. Uh, John Lithgow as the bad guy was not a very good bad guy, which is a shame because I wanted to see John Lithgow just go over the top, you know? Like, I, I was hoping that we would get another, uh, like, we would get John Lithgow from, uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Where <laughs> I, he was batshit insane. I want to say that I wanted to see a John Lithgow, this is going to be a weird reference. Alright. In an episode of Third Rock from the Sun, 
there's an evil dick who, like, right. basically takes over, like, you know, the appearance of, you know, well, Dick, he yeah. was played by John Lithgow. And the evil Dick was much more intimidating on that show than John Lithgow's character in this movie. Like, I would have rather have evil Dick be uh, the bad guy <laughs> in this movie. Like, there was a point where, uh, where, uh, like, uh, spoiler alert, there's a twist where, uh, there, there's a bald guy. Well, there's a lot of bald guys, yeah. but uh, like the the guy who has the tracking device is pretty much holding that hostage in order to kind of buy his life. Mm -hmm. And he pulls a gun on uh, John Lithgow, and John Lithgow kills his his uh, girlfriend because she's the only other pilot uh, who can pilot the copter. Mm -hmm. And he says, "All right, well, go get the money. I'm just gonna sit here." And he just kind of sits in the helicopter and pouts. Yeah, he just he just kind of waits it out for yeah. a little bit. He's like, you know, just contact me when the end of the movie's here. <laughs> I, uh, and I don't know why he went with an English accent because it was it was terrible. It was oh not a gosh. good. It, it was it was probably one of the most. Uh, like uh, it, it's Keanu Reeves level English yeah, accent bad. Yeah, almost. Like it was, uh, he he it was a, like old an old English lord. Reginald, I'll come here and uh, massage my bunions. Like kind of like that level of, uh, almost effeminate. Like. This mountain has our money, so let's go and get our money. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know what that I, I guess it was just like me trying to do a British accent. And, and it was just... Like, I remember as a, you know, as a kid thinking, Oh, what? I, like, I was impressed. Like, I, I, it pull he pulled it off when I was a kid. Yeah, when you were like, nine. Yeah, when I was nine. I'm like, oh, he's an Englishman. And, you know, looking at it now, like, how was I fooled? <laughs> so, um... There's a couple things I do want to point out. Uh, first of all, the money that they steal in this... First of all, it's a huge, like, air hijacking, yeah. um, which requires an inside man for money that's basically worthless. Yeah, it, it was a huge... There were $1,000 bills, which, yeah. uh, you, you, like, you can't spend $1,000 bills anywhere. Yeah, so, like, it was almost a useless, you know, hijacking, but... It was a thousand dollar bills denomination for what resulted in a hundred million dollars. Which, don't be wrong, that's a lot of money, but not a lot, a lot. You know, you have to you have to think. Uh, the the like the U.S. government spends a hundred million dollars on toilet paper, probably for uh, all the government buildings. Like to put it in perspective, Hans Gruber, you know, robbing a Nakatomi place. There was yeah. like. Six hundred and forty-one million dollars in negotiable bearer bonds. Bearer bonds. Yeah, of course the bearer bonds. Yeah. But anyway, like six hundred, like in nineteen eighty-seven Die Hard, there was six times as much <laughs> at stake here. Almost seven. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. I'm like, all right, I know a hundred million dollars is absolutely nothing to sneeze at, but yeah. can't you like up it a little bit? Maybe like, four billion dollars. Even one billion. Yeah. I would like just add another zero, and I would have been satisfied. But no, a hundred million dollars. It's like, man. I mean, you're doing all this work for, for this. Like you could have just retired. Like it, it was almost, you know, it was almost Doctor Evil level. Like one hundred million dollars. Yeah, like I, I would have been so much happier if, because uh, now we're gonna get a little bit into the farcical side okay. of this. Uh, I would have been a lot happier if they're doing all this for something that was like 
like six thousand dollars <laughs> you know like doing all this is kind of stunt these crazy uh, ridiculous action sequences for a hundred thousand dollars yeah something that's like absurd like guys you, you you really shouldn't be doing this like you can actually get a loan from a bank for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars <laughs> Here, here's what I would want it to be okay uh, it, it's not money it, it's a cheese sandwich no it, oh. it, it's it's the Mona Lisa Hmm. Like it, uh, and the entire time, like you know, Sly, uh, he finds it and he like cuts it out of the painting and he rolls it up. But like the the whole movie, this this rolled up paintings like rolling down uh, uh, mountains. It goes into like rivers and like it's so horribly mistreated. Here, I, I think we can work with this. Um, All right, I got I got you see, you, you you sparked me, you sparked me there, you sparked me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they're transporting the Mona Lisa yeah. like through airplane for uh, you know they're actually going to send it to New York for some professional. Like it's on loan yeah. from the Louvre, and like they're doing some like professional repairs of some kind, something. Yeah, they're doing it, and uh, but it's secret, so they have a fake Mona Lisa in the Louvre right now. Yeah, and um, to, to kind of quell people, like it's a big operation. There's like three other dummy planes that are. That are flying, uh, I, kind I don't of like know. a shell game, yeah. Yeah, and they're like the useless whistler's mother. And <laughs> so when they, you know, when they do all this stuff, like now the FBI and the the DEA and Interpol, they have to keep yeah. this story from reaching anybody else because if word gets out, the panic is just going to revolt completely about this fake, for some yeah. reason, for about this fake Mona Lisa. And there's a plucky reporter that uh, that, that gets wind of what's going on uh, somehow that uh, there, there was a plane crash yeah. and the Mona Lisa is, you know, in the I, I guess if, they, they it's, if it's in New York, it would be, I guess, in the Appalachia. Yeah, they, they catch wind that the, the Mona Lisa that's at the um, the Louvre is the fake one yeah. because it was on this plane. Like, I don't know, they intercepted a call or something. And so they're starting to get the story out. Now, all these millionaires who go to uh, Paris to see the yeah. the real Mona Lisa, now they're, they feel like they've been suckered by the fake Mona Lisa. They want to see the actual one, so they start, like, an actual revolt that actually plunges Europe's uh, economy, like, into, like, a new dark age. All right, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna backpedal a little bit. Okay. It's not the Mona Lisa, but it's, it, it's something. It's like a Rembrandt or a, uh, or, or a Picasso or, or uh, a Michelangelo. One, you know, a, f a big famous painter. And there's an auction going on, and people are actively bidding on this, but it's a fake painting mm -hmm. because the real paintings off for repairs going to New, uh, New York or wherever, California, uh, to get restored for uh, you know for the auction. Yeah. Uh, okay. But something happens, and the plane crashes maybe in Colorado or uh, excuse me, uh, wherever there's a big mountain. Are you okay? I'm <laughs> um, bourbon. All right, so um, excuse me. Disgusting. So, uh, yeah, that uh, and it's yeah, the plucky reporter. They're trying to, uh, you know, the, get you know, make sure these millionaires who are bidding on the uh, the painting don't find out, or else it'll be a big hubbub. So I do want the people to find out, and again, I want this to kind of 
um, threaten on a global economic disaster. So the fact that uh, Sylvester Stallone's character successfully retrieving this painting and bringing it down the mountain yeah. is a matter of global significance. But there's a, there's other less valuable paintings that he's burning for warmth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like. So long, Last Supper. <laughs> <laughs> really, the entire Last Supper. Like um, they, the, the plaster painting that they... Yep, and um, also, like, I think the one he's he's got is the uh, the Birth of Venus. <laughs> that That's that's the painting. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so he's got he's got to carry this, this thing down this mountain and everything and stop the terrorists. Because the terrorists, they, um... What do the terrorists want with the painting? Uh, it can't just be they want this painting. Uh, they are uh, art forgers. Okay. And, and they, they're gonna sell it for. Yeah, they're well, they're gonna forge a bunch of it. Uh, like, yeah, you can probably find high render uh, images of the uh, of the painting, but nothing. You know, you can't uh, forge a painting better than having the painting actually there. And so they're going to forge it, sell it for, you know, a, a shit ton of money. Yeah. These different forgeries to, to the different people who are now bidding on this auction because yeah. they figure, all right, well, somebody's got to, you know, somebody's going to lose or someone's going to you know, do this, do that. So they want to sell it to four different people unbeknownst to anyone else and get like billions of dollars because these art people are spending ridiculous amounts of money on and, it. And they're the ones that leak it to the auction. Yes. Uh, because they want that auction to close so they can uh, sell a bunch of forgeries underground. Mm -hmm. And they can sell it to 10 bidders, and by the time the uh, these millionaires figure it out, they, you know, it's it's already too late. They've left yeah. the country, you know. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they burn the uh, the original painting along with it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they don't care. These guys are animals. They're terrorists. <laughs> but uh, I imagine, you know, Stallone gets it. There's a point in the movie where he's tobogganing. Uh, down, down the hill with, with on the, the painting. painting. <laughs> I, yes, it, I think that, um, I think he wraps it around him for warmth. Yeah. I, I, I got it. At one point, like, you know, he's, he's going down the cliff and there's no other way he's gonna fall off this cliff. So he unfurls it and kind of rides it down like a hang glider. <laughs> Just enough so that he can, like, you know, sail on to, you know, and land safely. Like, like uh, just plummets through tree branches, but it's enough just to, to slow him down. Yeah, exactly. And, and I want him a scene where he's, I want a scene where he's hanging off a cliff, and he has the painting in one hand, and he's, and he's <laughs> just, Don't you let go! Yeah, and, and, uh, and yeah. so, so, yeah, so, like, he's gotta make a choice between a painting and, uh, I guess... Some lady. And <laughs> he, now, how does he save both of them? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Does he? <laughs> you know, if I if this painting doesn't make it, the entirety of the world economics is gonna collapse in and of itself. But I I'm your wife. <sighs> but but the economics of the world. I think he lets her go. Um, but she uh, she survived. No, she dies. <laughs> uh, like, uh, like he gives her the painting to hang glide. Okay. And since she's a lighter person, it, it works. She makes it to the other side of the, of the valley. No, I got it. He, he drops the painting, 
you know, and it lands in between two trees, and he goes to pull her up, and she slips, lands on a painting, and trampolines back up <laughs> to him, which he grabs her to safety. Like the, Mar like yeah, the, the Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I'd high five you, but then I'd be single. <laughs> Yeah, that's and they get the painting. This is this is would be, I gotta be honest. This would be so ridiculous. I would be invested in this movie. Yeah. And um, so here's the question: Do we continue having the bad guy be John Lithgow? Oh yeah. Like, like even though uh, he, he he was a he wasn't a good villain. I think that was more the writing than it was John Lithgow. So I want him to be. And instead of uh, the the attempting to be Alan Rickman villain that he was doing here, mm -hmm. I want him to be an art villain. <laughs> like I want him to have like a top hat and coattails with a monocle <laughs> because he is like the world's foremost authority on art, and and, uh, and he's like the uh, the the artist from oh, this is gonna be obscure okay. like the, the the Peter but the peanut butter solution where he draws <laughs> things that come to life or, or something like that. Okay. All right. All right. Like he he paints a gun and then starts shooting with it. I mean, if we're doing this whole art thing, I mean, I guess on one hand it is a very like realistic idea that we're doing that for some reason it's going to plunge in an economic disaster. Like that's a a real world, I guess, uh, problem. Yeah. But the villain being able to draw anything he wants, like Harold in the purple crayon. Yeah. <laughs> I guess is a is a neat idea for a villain. Well, the the thing is, is that he is such a good artist that. Uh, when he paints something, it's so realistic that the human mind makes it real, like okay. the Matrix. Okay, so that's why he can uh, have, basically, he can have anything he wants to complete this. Yeah. And Sylvester Stallone, he's just a, he's just a rock climber. So how is he going to, like, match wits with this guy? Yeah, it's gonna be tough. There's a, there's a point where, uh, he paints his wife to hold hostage. <laughs> okay, okay. And, uh... It's like scribble knots now. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, like, uh, there's there's something he fi says to to figure out like something minor like the mole on her cheek that's on the wrong side <laughs> because he does it from a different perspective kind yeah. of thing. Okay. You're my wife and everybody that that she has. And what? He, what? It, that's not my way. He shoots the right one. It's one of those I don't know what you want to shoot situation. Oh yeah. But when he shoots the fake wife, uh, she doesn't bleed, but paint comes out of her. I figured she'd just roll up. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, like a shade. Yeah. <laughs> ah, good. curse you! Ah, good choice. <laughs> and then he just, uh... <laughs> and just, you know, scoots away. He, he scurries away, he paints himself a quick, uh... A quick hang glider, and he just hang glides away. <laughs> Ah, good choice. Flip, 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 flip. <laughs> we don't meet again. That guy's good. He's good. <laughs> now, okay, so we got we have the hero set up, we have the villain set up, we have the stake set up. Yeah. So, how does this how what does what's the climax of this movie going to be like? You know, it, it can't just be like them fighting on a helicopter. There's got to be like we really have to find a way to exploit this anything as possible kind of thing. So, at the climax of the movie, the uh, John Lithgow has has him dead to rights, mm -hmm. and up in the helicopter comes the old guy with his own paint set. Okay, 
Yeah, he was a painter in the movie. He was a painter in the movie, and he, he paints these abstractions that John Lithgow can't, can't understand, and it just makes him, uh, brings him to a mental breakdown. I was gonna suggest, uh... A paint-off? So, yeah, something similar, only it's not the old man with the paintbrush, no, or, you know, he drops the paintbrush to Sylvester, and it turns out that Sylvester Stallone is also a world-class painter he just never told anybody. Uh, or... Or his is or, just cartoon. I uh, <laughs> that would be funny too. Like uh like he he just has like dumb child drawings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but uh they also come to life. Uh, I I was going to say that uh John Lithgow uh like draws a gun and kills the old man and uh and when the old man's dying, he gives uh, Stallone his paintbrush and passes on his powers. Okay. <laughs> like, you see, like, a, a, a weird, like, golden glow. Yeah. Like, leave the old man and, like, you know, pass through to, um, to Sylvester Stallone, like, through the paintbrush. Yeah. When they exchange that moment, there's, like, a little glow, and you know that, Oh, wait, this jam is personal. And he can bring- he can bring paintings to life, too, but it's, again, like yeah, you said- stuff. It's stick figures and- Now, I would have, like, John Lithgow quickly paints, like, this huge army of, uh, of, like, knights and, you know, things like that, like, from the Renaissance, where, uh, on the other hand, Sylvester Stallone has, like, uh, a bunch of just cartoon, he has like, bugs, yeah, like a shitty Bugs Bunny. Yeah, and there's like bears and everything, <laughs> like, like you know, the Yogi Bear and there, and they all like these two armies battle to the death. While in the middle of it all, um, like in the middle of the carnage, him and uh, John Lithgow are fighting with like, I want the their fight to almost be like the uh, uh, the fight from the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, uh, I, I thought you were gonna say like with all these characters, it's like. Lord of the Rings, okay. like all the, like these two armies, one uh, of uh, you know an intimidating uh, artistic rendering of perfection, and the other one just children's drawings well, of these. Well, sure, yeah, yeah, that can be going on in the background. But oh yeah, these two duking it out is more like you know using all these different cartoon you know thing. Like he can draw a you know he can draw a an extendo boxing glove if he wanted <laughs> to bop him on the nose. Yeah, and Stallone draws a hole in the ground to hide in. <laughs> he draws a big, uh, just a circle and he throws it and he just jumps through at the last second. Yeah, and, uh, and comes out the top of the screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly how I would do it. <laughs> and he punches him. Ah! Evenly and matched, I see. Ah. I haven't had this much fun since art school. <laughs> And I think the thing that finally does it is he draws a, a, a to a child, a scary-looking monster that eats, uh, that eats John Lithgow. And, and like, John Lithgow, I, I, I was gonna say, draws himself as a scary monster, and, uh, and, uh, Stallone draws a shitty mirror, and John Lithgow gets scared and backs off the cliff. Uh, okay, I was actually gonna go one better, where, uh... Um... like Mumra. <laughs> I was gonna go, uh, where he draws himself into his final monster form, so now he's more of a painting than an actual man, and now he throws, uh, throws paint thinner on him and melts him. Uh, that works. Yeah. I was gonna say, he does that, you know, makes himself a big monster, and Stallone draws a, you know, a crayon robot suit that he's in. <laughs> Get away from me, you bitch! What? Get away from me, you bad man! <laughs> Or, uh, I imagine he, 
Okay, final form monster, you know, they f they duke it out and then he throws a paint thinner and it's just, you know, the, the, the monster part washes off and it's just uh, John Lithgow now and now his brush doesn't work because he's, you know, the paint is yeah. run off and he just, he just punches him to death. He just beats him to death. <laughs> what, uh, John Lithgow? Yeah, one, one he, punch to him and just like his face just folds in. He crumples like a... Uh, Zach Galifianakis in, uh, <laughs> when, uh, Tyson gets him. It's just, it's just over yeah. immediately. Because at the end of the day, he's, he's a big brick of meat. Yeah. That's, that's Stallone. And the other one is just an old dandy who, <laughs> <laughs> who uh, likes art. A wiry old art, art lover. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's it. It's just, you know, it's over. Like, you, you killed him. You killed him, Rock. Oh. Yeah. And, uh. But you know, the sequel bait. You know, uh, you know, John Lithgow. Uh, they, they they have some s papers for him to sign, and they give him the pen, which is a bad idea. And he draws uh, uh, a key a key for him to s escape. See, I was gonna just go a different route, where like he's dead. You know, they kill John, John Lithgow. Yeah, they kill John Lithgow by one hit, and that's it. He's just dead. He's dead. Um, All right, but. For some reason, they save his brain. Oh, okay. So now they put his brain in something else, like a gorilla, or uh, <laughs> which would actually be perfect because you know they uh, they're trying to teach it sign language. They name which, him Coco. Yeah. <laughs> but now it can draw things, you know. Yeah. But it, since he since he doesn't have opposable thumbs, they're they're, they're clumsy art drawings, <laughs> and he's trapped in that ape forever. Oh, that would be terrifying. Because he's got the mind of a, of a John Lithgow, yeah. but you know, he's still just a just an he, ape. He still has clumsy ape fingers. All right, how about instead of the ape uh, for the sequel, they they attach his brain to a computer, so now he can he can render things in like Photoshop that can be real. Hmm. So so he's he's just a super brain in yes. a computer. He's a super brain in a computer that can make any image. He can actually scour the the internet and find any image to bring to life. And I imagine he uh, uses a 3D printer to make himself a robot body. Okay, kind of, almost kind of like, uh, what was it we were just watching that, that had something like that? Oh, what the hell was that? Was that uh, with, uh, uh, it was Russell Universal Crow? Stooge. It was just, no, it was the Universal, oh yeah, Virtuosity, there was Universal. that too. I was thinking more of the Universal Soldier uh, movie. Oh yeah, where, uh, uh, where the, the computer made himself a body. Yeah, exactly. So, that's what I, you know, that, he makes himself a 3D body, but he can also still, like I said, any image that's on the internet, he can render to life because mm -hmm. of his magic uh, ability. And uh, so, like, now the stakes are actually increased for the sequel. Like, this man could have painted anything before, but now he can instantly bring anything, you know, to, if he wants to, he can make a black hole. Yeah. The, though, the, uh, what, what event, the, the problem is, is he's corrupted by memes. <laughs> like, you know, he, uh, like, he, he tries to render a gun, but it's a gun with, uh, and, but at the... the like douchebag Steve's, like, hat on it. it or, uh, it's, uh, bullets are shaped like the troll face. <laughs> See, now I'm thinking that, uh, at first, like, maybe the first third of the movie, he can bring anything from the internet, and it's yeah. terrifying. He's an actual threat. But then, yeah, he becomes corrupted, and everything becomes, uh, meme-like to the point where, like, these things aren't going away, so, like, there's just... Thousands and thousands and thousands of copies of all these different memes just walking around interacting with things to the point where uh, Like the earth almost starts to become crowded and they yeah. can't stop it Like he 
he, he, you know, he tried to uh, become super aware, but the, the human brain can only handle so much before, uh, yeah, before going insane. Yeah. And, and like, there's just so much, like, I, I imagine he doesn't uh, absorb all of the internet at once. As the movie's progressing, it, he's getting more and more. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, once he starts go going to the Chan sites. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it just becomes, it, it loses grip on reality. Yeah. Now, I imagine the big threat in the movie is that every now and again, it just uh, pushes, like, it basically control A, yeah. you know, selects all of all the things that it's made in the world, and just keeps on copying, pasting it, until it's like an exponential growth of these things happening. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so... But, they, the, and the, but the, big, uh, the big thing they're trying to do is keep him out of the dark web. Because <laughs> once it's there, it is, uh, it, it's gonna He's be an everywhere. extinction, yeah. yeah. Now, here's a question. How does Meathead Stallone figure a way out of this? I, I imagine it's it's not uh, it's not going to be the uh, main character from Cliffhanger, uh, but it's his nerdy twin brother. <laughs> Actually, I have a I have one better for you. It is the same character from Cliffhanger, but they do a lawnmower man type thing with it. Okay. Oh, so they they uh, they they give him medication to make him smart. Yeah, and they try to like basically plug him into this computer to fight. Do they do they do the shitty CGI? Of course they do. Uh, the, the shitty uh, because that makes sense with his you know like <laughs> with the way he draws things. <laughs> his his like uh, John Lithgow is almost perfectly rendered, uh, and <laughs> Sly Stallone is just a he he's just. He's Andros from, uh, <laughs> from N64, or, uh, not even the SNES. Super yes, and yes. He actually looks like, uh, Ivan Ooze at the end of, uh, the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> when he's in space and it's just the worst CGI in the world. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> ah, my old arch nemesis. Uh, <laughs> I'm over here, are you okay? <laughs> And he has a lot of, uh, Max Headroom stutters. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You, uh, Cease and desist. You've betrayed the law. <laughs> oh, gosh, I can't... Like, he would be... Ah, round two, I see. You'll see that my powers have more than tripled since last we met. Triple the pride. Triple the full, 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 full. I imagine that's the longest. Triple the full, 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 full. Full, 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 full. Like, you know, he goes off and starts doing other things. And then he comes back like a few hours later. Full, 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 full. In the meantime, he had made robot tea for himself. In the meantime, he's like, he controlled, control aid everything again. And he just copy and pasted it about 10,000 more times. So that now they're, uh, like, I think at a certain point, like, the, the laws of the universe aren't gonna support so much, uh, so much matter existing out of nothing. Yeah, like, there, there's only... Huh, like... In order I'm trying, like, not, you, you brought science into it, which was uh, not a good idea. In order to balance the equation, like, for every time he brings something, you know, basically from the ether yeah. into actual reality, um, somewhere in the universe, that matter has disappeared. Like, it, it would have to. Yep, because it's transferred. It, like, it is, like, 
the, I don't know if it disappears, but there's an event that occurs <laughs> where where it's just like it it uh like it disintegrates or yeah. it, it's like energy is pulled from it. It unexists. And like the threat is if he doesn't if our hero doesn't stop this thing, uh eventually Earth will be the only all matter in the entire universe will just be on Earth. And it would force another Big Bang. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Look, actually, you, no. You, you yeah, brought, I you brought, I you did, I told you. I'm excited about this now, I though. told you I'm excited, not to do with this. I'm excited to actually be in this situation, because, you know, this is fun <laughs> for me now. So that's, that's an actual, uh, an interesting threat that you've never seen in a movie, that all matter will be on Earth and the rest of the universe will unexist. What is it about watching a Stallone movie <laughs> that we always have him uh, you know, in a uh, in a universal existential crisis? Because <laughs> last time it, it was Rocky. You were talking about Rocky, and, yeah. And he was, he was battling the embodiment of all evil. And then he became the embodiment of all evil. Yeah. Just it, because everything else was, you know... Then everything was rabbits or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was a weird episode. Yeah. Which I loved. So yeah, the threat is that um, if they don't stop this this uh, this cyber bully, uh, <laughs> this cyber lift guy, literal literal cyber a literal bully. cyber bully, if they don't stop him, then all matter in the universe will be transferred onto Earth, and it will basically like be another black hole event where nothing you know, it's going to restart the universe. And the only thing that Stallone can do is go back in time. Hmm. Time travel, you say? Like, it's the only other thing that we haven't done. Uh, I know, but I kind of want to see how he can... Like, I guess the... the like, how, how do you... How do you get... How do you punch that matter back to where it's supposed to be? <laughs> like, I guess the best way to do it is he has to wait for the right moment where, like, you know, it's like... It's almost the end, where 99.9999999% of the universe... Yeah. ...is... Actually, no. 50% exactly of the universe is in Earth. Exactly 50%. Alright. And he control A's, control C's, and he's gonna try to, you know, do it again, and that'd be yeah. cool with 100% of the universe being on Earth. But the last second, you know, while everything's highlighted, Stallone just pushes delete. Or control Z. Yeah. <laughs> and everything goes back to normal. Yeah. In one, like, basically click of a- he's gotta wait for this moment. He's playing dumb, but he's gotta wait for this one- beautiful moment in order to do this so that he can just push undo and everything <laughs> goes back to normal. I, I imagine it's, it's almost like the, uh, uh, almost like the reverse footage from uh, Spaceballs when they're putting the uh, the snow back on the mountains and stuff like that. I imagine like across the universe, like there's everything is Earth Angel from uh, uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> like the entire universe is being Earth Angel, basically. Everything's you know, fading back in, everything's popping back up, you know. And, uh, you know, Spider-Man's coming back wondering what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then they just, uh, they... With everything undone, they just kind of delete the program, and they throw it away. So what happens when, uh, or, or Stallone just Robocop to, uh, uh, John Lithgow? Oh, he just takes the brain he, out and, and smashes it. squishes it. Um... Which he could have done all along. I don't know why he didn't do that. <laughs> would have solved a lot of problems and wouldn't involve the entire universe, Stallone. Well, to be fair, uh, at, at a, like at a certain point, there was too much of the universe here. He, like he couldn't get any. There's too much of the universe in the way between yeah, him. Yeah, he couldn't. Like he couldn't like get, a, you know, get in my way. 
Come on, move, move. Uh, come, come on, uh, like it's it's. Uh, move, Quasar. <laughs> no, all the universe is like unexistent, and now they just become memes. Like, okay, so it's like move, Pepe. Yeah, exactly. So now that's that's our sequel. Um, what do we? I don't even know how we can make this thing a trilogy. Like, how do you how do you top the uh, like, the, the entire universe being at stake. Oh, you have to go the other direction. It's the incredible shrinking Stallone. Hmm. That's interesting. We have to fight spiders and... Like, I, I, I like that. Um, I'm thinking, uh, you know, I was thinking Ghost, uh, John Lithgow, but I don't think I want to do that. I want to do, um... Do, do, we, do we want to keep John Lithgow? Of course. It's, got, it's a right. trilogy, you know. So, he has no brain. He's dead. He's dead. He's smushed. <laughs> So, uh, how do we- how do we bring John Lithgow back into this, uh, situation? That's tough, because the only thing left is go- is a ghost. Hmm, uh, I think I have it. Er, er, alright. I think that it's- it's gonna be kind of like, um, uh, Arkham Knight, uh, the video game, where John Lithgow is dead, but uh -huh. the memories of it is tearing Stallone apart. So he All has right. to go into his own psyche to- to stop it, but he also has, just to keep with the tr shitty trilogies and Robocop trilogies, uh -huh. he also has a jetpack <laughs> in his psyche. I, I was going to say, uh, yeah, John Lithgow is dead, but he's kind of like, uh, that demon from, uh, uh, what's that movie with, uh, where, uh... Fallen? Yeah, Fallen, where uh, he get, just transfers to another body. John Lithgow isn't the first body. Yeah, of course not. Uh... Just one little fleck, of, like you know, of brain, you know, lands on a cat, yeah. and the cat <laughs> runs away, and now has the the embodiment of this thing. And uh, the cat finds a paintbrush, but it's uh, it's John Lithgow. Uh, it's a cat voiced by John Lithgow. Okay, and he at any point he can transfer into something else, you know, once he touches it. But he's just having too much fun. Uh, uh, basically toying with Stallone. Well, I, I think it's a really shitty cat. Like, it's all mangy and <laughs> yeah. ugly, and no one wants to pet this cat. <laughs> so he can't, like, he's stuck. <laughs> and he can't, he can't get back to use his paintbrush. Like, like he tries to go, he goes to, like, this, some guy's uh, yard, like, Ma! Ma, that cat's back! Okay, and I think I have where it, yeah. where, where it you know, comes to an end. Like, yeah, two-thirds of the movie, yeah. John Lithgow in this cat. Well, you know, we can have some other dumb, uh, no, no, that's the, you know, there's really no threat. John, or, uh, Sylvester Stallone, he's, yeah. uh, he's trying to cope with everything that's happened. Yeah. You know, he's, he's going to psychiatrists and everything. And John Lithgow is just trying, like, he, he has, he still has a vendetta. Like, it's yeah. not, it's not about, uh, taking over the universe or all this money. It's, it's Stallone. Mm -hmm. That is his, his only goal. So. Because uh, he wants to, he, he, that's what he wants to do. He wants to invade Stallone's body and, and take what, it over. That's what happens in the third act. Like they, to suggest he gets a therapy cat and he yeah. finds the first one that he can. And it's just, uh, you know what? Hey, little guy, come here. And he pets it and now it's a battle inside where Stallone and John Lithgow's, like, you know, form inside his head are trying to battle for supremacy. It's a battle of, a uh, battle of wills. Yeah, exactly. And eventually, uh, it's not looking good, but eventually he, uh, it's it's kind of like the end of the uh, of the fifth season of Supernatural, yeah. where uh, right. where um, 
he's battling it, he finally gets enough of a control over, uh, over John Lithgow, you know, to have access to his body and do stuff, because John Lithgow's just doing crimes in this body, and he finally gets enough of a hold over it, and he opens the gate to hell and jumps in. I, w I was gonna say that John Lithgow wins, uh, and, and, you know, uh, Stallone is ascending to the other side, and, you know, as he's ascending to the light, he sees uh, a man just yelling at him, and it's Burgess Meredith. <laughs> and just, get back in there! Get back! And he doesn't know who that is in this movie. Yeah, it's a different universe. Yeah, but he gets scared. Yeah. And he runs oh, back. Okay, oh. And uh, that just gives him enough strength uh, to, to kick John Lithgow out into a termite. <laughs> and then he just... Well, I was going to say he stomps it, but no, I think that he doesn't kick John Lithgow out. He absorbs him, overtakes him, and destroys him. Wait, he eats him? Yeah, like his his will completely absor absorbs the other will and destroys it. All right. And that you know, and that's the end of the John Lithgow. And the thing's been alive for 4.8 billion years, and it dies. And, uh, you know, it cuts to, like, you know, many, many, like, decades later as he's an old man. But, he, you know, he's, you know, in front of his fireplace, and he's making these beautiful paintings. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's where that's where we end it. Yeah, like the the credits roll. Um, Yondu is still there for some yeah. reason. <laughs> they're they're a couple. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like it's a it's a progressive movie. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so they they you know the he gives him a nice warm he gives him a nice warm look of these making these beautiful paintings and the last one is the painting he calls farewell and it's uh, a beautiful painting of. <laughs> Michael Rooker or Yondu as a satyr. <laughs> I, I was gonna say it was Mike. It's Yondu uh, in the Birth of Venus, like ah, in, the, in the first movie. Okay, and uh, and then you know, feeling that he's he's satisfied and complete, his life spirit gives out and he dies peacefully in bed, like yep. the old lady from Titanic. Exactly, and he goes down to uh, he he transports back up to the mountain where everybody's waiting for him. Like, uh, Burgess Meredith's there. Yeah, he got he got trapped somewhere. He doesn't know where he is. <laughs> where the hell am I? <laughs> I don't like this guy over here. Hey, he's so mean. <laughs> that girl he dropped at the beginning of the movie's there. Yeah, I've been waiting a while, you shit. <laughs> you know what I did? You know, do you know the battle I fought? I smushed the guy's brain. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, the cat's there. The cat's there. And, uh, uh, Yondu's there. Yeah, I, I died not that long after. He's got, he's got a bullet hole in the back of his head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, uh, like, he, he's naked because he slipped in the tub because he's an old man. <laughs> He's got the towel wrapped around him still. <laughs> the, the shower curtain. Yeah, he's got the, the, the he's got the shower cap on his head, <laughs> and he's got a rubber duck. Of course he does, <laughs> and one of those uh, brushes on a stick. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's where it. That's where it ends. You know, what? to be fair, yeah, I would. I would be satisfied with this trilogy. That would have been, yeah, it would it would have been absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> uh, but you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it would have had a satisfying ending. Yeah, it's like, you know, something. Every movie is different. The first movie is interesting, establishes this universe as being kind of strange, yeah, ludicrous, 
but still at the same time, you know, fun, uh, fun cleverness to yeah. it. The second movie, it it builds off, it builds the stakes up, you know, to a zenith. And the third movie is a you know a battle f for within, and it ends it on a very satisfying, positive note. Mm -hmm. It is a dumb trilogy, yeah. but it is very, very <laughs> satisfying and entertaining. I would watch this again. Like it's a, it would be a series uh, that is absurd. But absurd within within its own rules. Yeah, it's absurd, but there's a but there's a, a certain amount of heart and passion that goes into it. There there is a logic behind it. Yes, exactly. Like yeah, this is a ludicrous universe, but this universe has a very clear set of rules. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I I I want to see this movie now. Yeah, I I, I do too. So if anyone's listening can who can who can get on this, um, yeah, like yeah, get an agent. Yeah, like get us an agent. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll do it. We'll make yeah, it. We'll, we'll we'll write the script. Like we've already got it halfway written down. And uh, yeah, Stallone, I I think he'll like it. Yeah, I mean we'll probably have to do his animated. Yeah, uh, or do a lot of deep fakes. Yeah, uh, if we want to bring Burgess Meredith back. Yeah, well you know well CGI Archive. these days. Yeah, if, yeah. They, if they can bring back. Uh, Princess uh, Leia. Yeah, Princess Leia and uh, Peter Cushing. Yeah, if they, if they can bring back James Dean like they're doing, yeah. then who's to say that we can't have Burgess Meredith for yeah. a couple movies? Uh, you, you, like, you just get a, you know, an old, grouchy man and just put put some... No, I get, put uh, a hat on him. Get, uh, what's his name, Andy Serkis or whatever? The yeah. Movie. Yeah, but just have him in it. He can be all the whole movie. Hey, I don't hey, think anyone would complain. And if for some reason, it's just Burgess Meredith, you know, crawling around like an ape. <laughs> Or on that note, Cliffhanger. Uh, you know, a good movie. It's uh, an alright movie, rather. Uh, it's, uh, I think as you described it, uh, Die Hard in the Mountains. Yes. And, uh, but, you know, it's silly, uh, but good fun. And uh, you, you're not wasting your time if you give it a watch. Like I did, I've heard that before. It's Die Hard on a Mountain. I think it, you know, and they lived up to that. It's definitely not as good as Die Hard, obviously. No. But there are some cool. There is some cool stuff in here, and it's some breathtaking scenery. Yeah. And it's also back in the good old days where like everything was done in front of the camera. Yep. So um, I would actually recommend it. It's it's dumb fun, but it's dumb fun nonetheless. You know, it's dumb fun, sure, but it's still fun. Mm-hmm. So, uh, give it a watch. And I think that'll do it. Yes. Uh, take it easy, everybody. Uh, toodaloo. That'll be a little less obese.